Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in to this new series of the BBXX podcast. We wanted to bring you more content, specifically more BBXX original content. And we're using this as a chance to experiment with different topics, different formats, short format, longer format, casual interviews, more formal interviews, and a bit more fun stuff. So this new series will bring you mainly content from what I am referring to as the Food for Thought series, which explores different terms and terminology or questions that might be particularly relevant to now. It might elaborate on something specific from one of our main interviews, or it might just dive deeper into a question that people have been asking me or that I've been wondering about myself. But we'll also include things from fun ratings and reviews for books, movies, other podcasts, etc., to live interviews and informal interviews with more people, perhaps such as yourself, talking more about personal narrative and personal experiences that have shaped ourselves, our lives, and our relationships. Because as much as there is to be learned from us, from BBXX or any expert, we have just as much that can be learned from all of you and from each other. I want to share a story with you from five years ago. And this is something that I regularly come back to and remind myself of because I think it forces us into such an important perspective shift and recalibration and a reminder of what actually is and isn't worth our stress, time, energy, and conflict in our relationships. So five years ago, I moved to Berlin for a summer and that could be a whole other story for another time, but what I will say is that it was a huge lesson about going all in on a relationship to find out whether or not it was going to work. And my goal and the reason that I did it was to be the person that I had never before been in a relationship. I had been a bit more one foot out the door with the messages that I had grown up around me that love was a lie, that love didn't exist, that relationships were a sham. I had more of an avoidant attachment style and wasn't really the person who was going to take a leap of faith or make a proclamation in order to find out if something was going to work. But in this case, I didn't want to be left wondering whether or not things could have worked. And I think the best part about it is despite the fact that the relationship blew up, is I was never left wondering. I was never left wondering 
could it have worked? What would have happened? What if, what if? And I think so many of us live in the what if that there's something really important to be said for peace of mind, the value of peace of mind. For the first time in my life, I was the person who went all in on a relationship in a way that I hadn't done before. While I was in Berlin, we had planned a trip to Mallorca. And from what I remember, I had figured out where we were going to go, the Airbnbs, some of the logistical stuff in terms of the experience that we were going to have while we were there. And this other person had booked the flights. The morning of the trip, we are in a taxi on our way to the airport, and we realize that we're going to the wrong airport. There are two airports in Berlin, and We were not going to the one that our flight was leaving from. And in this moment, I was very tempted and perhaps did do something that most of us, if not all of us, probably fall into the trap of doing, where we say to the person, where we get frustrated. How could you not have realized which airport it was? Why are we on our way to the wrong airport? The tickets you bought say the name of the airport. You have been here before. You have lived here before. I have never lived here or spent much time here. How did this happen? So I want you to think of a moment maybe where perhaps something similar has happened, right? Somebody planned something. Somewhere along the way, the plans got messed up, wrong decision was made, whatever it might be. Decided to go out to eat at a restaurant, and you get there and it's closed on Mondays, so that option doesn't work. Signed your kid up for a summer camp, and they're not having a good time. Anything that involves one person planning an experience for more than one person, that could be married couple, a partnership, that could be some friends, family members, whatever it is. And I want you to think, to imagine being in that moment where you find out that the experience isn't going to be what you had hoped. Now let's go back to the taxi. When I started to go down this loop of questioning, perhaps criticizing how we could have ended up in this situation, this person He presented me with an idea, a framework, a different perspective for thinking about things. And it goes like this. Just because you weren't part of the process doesn't mean that the person who put in the work and who took on more of the risk gets more of the blame. Let's say you're in this same situation where you're planning a trip with a partner. And you're really busy. You're, you have a huge presentation that week. And so the other person takes on the burden of planning the trip, finding the hotel, getting the flights, doing the coordinating. It's a lot of work. Let's say you get there, you show up to the Airbnb, and it's not what you had hoped it would be. Maybe there were even reviews, if you dug and read closely enough, that said, 
that gave warnings or had complaints. Maybe you're wondering why your partner hadn't gone through the time to read the reviews and to be able to make a better decision. And maybe you start to think critically or question their authority and question, oh, why didn't you do this? We should have done this. We should have done that. It's in these moments where you need to remember when you chose not to participate in the plan, when you chose to delegate or pass off your vote to that person, giving the work to them does not mean that they should have to take on more risk and more responsibility and potentially more blame as a result. In fact, when you pass off that vote to them, you still share the responsibility and any potential blame, not that there should be any, but in what world would it be fair to say, oh, you did all the work, you took on the risk, you also have all the responsibility, and if things don't go well, you're also going to take all the blame. That's not fair. How is that fair? A different way of thinking about it is, and here's the framework, and I will say this was really difficult for me to try and digest and sometimes still really challenges me. Blame is shared. And let's take it a step further. There isn't blame because there is no one to blame. Responsibility is shared despite how the work is split delegated, the responsibility and therefore the consequences or subsequent blame or whatever you want to call it is shared. So even if you pass off the work of planning, planning where to go, finding the Airbnb, booking the flights, you still share half of the responsibility for that. If things don't go well, it's not because you made the wrong decision, but it's because you passed off your vote to that person and you gave them permission to decide on your behalf. It doesn't mean that there was only one vote made and it was 100% theirs. It means that there were two votes made, 50% for each of you, but that you decided up front to save the effort and trust with whatever choice they made and share in the responsibility for whatever happened. I do think this is a game-changing perspective shift, particularly for parents, busy professionals. There are so many decisions that need to be made. There are so many logistics that have to be sorted out. By no means should the person who is taking on perhaps more of the work also have to take on more of the risk and the responsibility. So the next time that something like this happens, I challenge you and I invite you to remind yourself that it's shared. And how would that change your relationship? So back in that taxi, when I was told blame is 50-50, responsibility is 50-50, no matter how it was planned, no matter who made the decision, everything is 50-50. How would it change your relationship 
change conflicts prevent them altogether to think about things like this. What if blame, responsibility, risk is 50-50? If everything were 50-50, would it be worth arguing over? If it's no one's fault at all, or if you feel like it must be someone's fault, if it's equal, if it's 50-50 split in terms of whose fault it is, what would there be to argue over? What would there be to argue over? Yes, things should be learned. There's always lessons to be learned and changed and avoided next time. So it is important to point out the things that didn't work so that change is being created. This isn't about not learning from our mistakes, but this is about not putting a spotlight on mistakes and pretending like they're somebody else's and that we had nothing to do with them and pointing fingers when in fact we were part of the process. We were the ones who green-lighted or okayed or signed off whenever, on whatever the decision was before it was ever made. So I want you to have a think about this, to think of a time where this has shown up in your life, in a relationship, what happened, how the perspective you might have had at that time perhaps wasn't productive and wasn't in service of the relationship or perhaps even of the outcome in general, and how incorporating in this framework, this mindset change, this perspective shift could have helped you in that situation and can help you moving forward in any similar situation. And perhaps there's even a recurring situation that you can think of where you can start to challenge yourself to apply this and embody this and show up in this way. And you can also put this in your back pocket for the next time that something like this comes up, whether or not you find yourself judging or criticizing or resentful for the decision that somebody else has made on your behalf or when you might be on the receiving end to present this framework and challenge the other person to change the way they're looking at things and to challenge the both of you to question whether or not there's actually something worth fighting over in that situation if the responsibility is indeed shared. And to ask yourselves, with that new perspective, is it something you can acknowledge, learn from, and both take responsibility for and move on and get back to enjoying your trip, getting the taxi driver to flip a U-turn and get to the right airport to make it to your flight on time, finding the silver lining in the Airbnb that wasn't as expected, finding another restaurant to go to and enjoying the walk along the way, and just not letting these things get under our skin that most of the time, and I won't say all of the time, but a lot of the time aren't worth the stress, aren't worth arguing over, and aren't worth the potential damage that it does to our relationships. Because you're not doing the other person a favor, you're not doing yourself a favor, and you're not doing a favor to the relationship as a whole. So that's the story. That is my food for thought, and I would love to know what you think. So thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Food for Thought. 
If you don't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when we come out with new episodes and to just take one moment of your time to show your support by subscribing, scrolling down to the bottom of the podcast where you can leave a rating and write a review and perhaps even to share this with one or a few friends who you think could benefit from it. Because who can't benefit from better understanding themselves so that they can connect deeper with other people as a result?